0: We're all gathered here today to listen to a dwarf cast by Ganymede and Titan. Start the tape, please, Holly. Awoga, this done. is a dwarf cast. We should do a warm up anyway, right? Yeah. We should get da, get na, the na, energy na, going. Da, da. Okay. On account count of three, you guys just say, Mac, you're a legend. One, two, three. Mac, Mac you're a legend. legend. Not very heartfelt, are <laughs>
1: Okay, let's do it. Okay. So, Mac, yeah. the last time we met, I asked you if you'd ever return to Red Dwarf, if you were given the opportunity, uh, and this was a little bit disingenuous of me, as I already knew that you were coming back. Right. Uh, so,
0: how did it all come about? How did you? When did you first get the call? I didn't want to come back, they offered me a lot of money, too much money, money I couldn't refuse. I think it was like 38 quid. Yeah.
1: Um, well that, in, in, the, in the new Brave Dave era, that is about half the budget for the series. Yeah, right. Know, but, so you did well. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, what was the question? Uh, how did you become, get back involved? Oh, well yeah, Doug just called me up and said you want to be in the series 12. And I said, no, (laughs) No. I said, yeah, sure. So went and did it and uh, it was fun. It was a, I think I may be wrong because my memory is completely crap now, but I think on the day I had one big speech for the thing and I think I'd memorized it all, which for me is a feat of genius because I can't memorize anything. But I did, and I got there, and Doug goes, Sorry, Mac, it's all changed, and hands me another speech, which has a li- enough similarities into it to completely screw my head up. You know what I mean? Because you're saying almost what you thought you would be saying, yeah. but not really. But lovely them, they wrote it all out on a big cue card and got it out of shot and got my head angled in the right way so I could read it perfect which is a perfect world
1: <laughs> and um, so yeah was the uh, were you there when the
0: audience were there or was your scene pre-recorded pre-record no oh, was a bit of a shame something. yeah yeah I do like to be there on the night that was a really fun part of doing series eight mm. was getting immediate feedback from the audience and uh, you know just listening to Craig's ad-libs and Chris's and well, everybody's funny as funny as me but (laughs) pretty funny and uh the night's great when you do a record you just have fun that night because all the hard work's been done all the rehearsing's done and stuff and you can play with it and just have a great time yeah
1: uh so you were obviously you were in the scene with chris but uh did you get to catch up with any of the others were
0: they all there um who was there yes danny was there because they were filming something else uh, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. The last time I saw him was when we did a convention in Australia together. Wow. And flew together down there and got our bags seized at the airport. And I had to go back to the hotel with nothing. Uh, Fun times. Because they lost it. Great. So, I don't know why I brought that up. But <laughs> anyway, Danny was there. <coughs> and um, Craig... was possibly there. You'd think I'd remember that because Craig's always memorable but my memory's just getting worse and worse. I'm making myself sound like pre-Alzheimer's here, (laughs) just leaning on that no memory thing. Well, you know,
1: it it has been 30 years of of Red Dwarf. It's, It's a long time. Is that do we, do we actually?
0: Are we coming up to an anniversary or something? I think
1: in terms of in terms of when you would have been filming series one, we're probably already past thirty years. But the first episode right. was fifteenth February eighty eight, so that's, okay. that's thirty years in a couple of months. Right. So after yeah, so I guess after being away from Red Dwarf for so long, cause series eight was was 98, 99 when you were filming that. Right. Um, was it easy for you to to slip straight back into the character?
0: Yeah. I mean, I am him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really, there's not much difference there. Yeah. I just had to put on different clothes. <laughs> you look very smart. It has to be said. In the show, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant now. No, not now. Made obviously. an effort. <laughs> look awful now. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, it was good, and they—I think they just really duplicated everything, you know, from the last one. They're great on continuity, and um, you know making things really sit in people's minds easily because that's, that's a really important thing when you're doing comedy is never have the audience going, ooh, he wasn't wearing that the last time I saw him. What's this new patch? I've never seen that. And all that. And they don't laugh. Mm. You know? The last thing you ever want to do is make the audience think.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, we we like to sort of combine the two. On, on GT, so the first time we watch something, we'll laugh at it, but then we can go back and say, hmm. I'm sure Rimmer's age used to be smaller. Than yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. Do a sweep through for continuity. Yeah,
1: <laughs> don't worry, we've got that covered. Yeah, uh, so what are the obviously it must be we know that, that the TV industry uh, has changed a lot over the years, budgets have changed over the years. Um, the show is now on, on UK TV on Dave as opposed to, to the BBC.
0: Yeah, but don't forget, Ian, that. The first series of Red Dwarf, the budget was like eight quid. Yeah. Seriously. Cardboard walls and everything, you know, things. If you look back on it, you can see things shaking a little bit when people walk by them and all that, because we had no money to work with, which I think was great. That's my idea for making a great, especially a great sci-fi series, is to have no money, because then you have to use your brain instead of, depending on CG. Don't get me started on CG, <laughs> please. Because I think that that has, in some ways, has ruined things.
1: Well, thankfully, Red Dwarf has always <coughs> um, has had a very small budget, so they've never, <laughs> never faced that Yeah, issue. right. But what, uh, how different is it uh, doing Red Dwarf for the BBC in the 80s and 90s compared to doing it now in, the, in the whatever decade this is, the um, 2010s? Is?
0: I'll tell you that in a minute, but first I want you to tell me how they did the thing with the ship and you know at the opening and stuff where they're painting the Yeah <laughs> the red dwarf mothership. So how did they how did they do that? That's kind of CGE, right?
1: Um, initially in eighty in eight it would have been just a shot of, of Craig painting and then it mixes it mixes to a model shot. Uh, oh, so the, okay. the camera pulls out on Craig it's not quite one fluid motion but that's what the effect that they were going for okay it, it crossfades. because in, in the remastered version it was it was a cg version right uh, but 1998 cg so not very good cg yeah they made they turned the ship into a pencil Right, I've covered this before. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a sore subject.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. What was the question? Uh, how different was it? Uh, what the what the sort of key differences between doing Red Dwarf in the eighties and nineties
0: to doing it now, from a production point of view? <sighs> not much. No, not much at all, really. Because, like you say, Dave's got a a low budget, and um, yeah. There isn't much difference. Everybody's fresh with it now, which is surprising to me in that the temptation is there for the boys anyway like um, you know uh, Bobby and uh, Craig and yeah. Chris and Dan um, to just go through the motions with it you know that because their heart was really in it in the beginning and and if you go back and watch the first series, there's some great acting going on there it's really good but it's good now too so not a lot good Uh, that's a reassuring thing I think yeah Um,
1: one key difference is um, that Doug is now the director would have been correct me if I'm wrong but the first time you've worked with Doug as a director
0: Mm, no no I have worked with him before I'm thinking that I did something after (laughs) eight. maybe just one episode or something didn't I? No, you would know.
1: No, no. Yeah. you did DVD interviews and DVD yeah. commentary. Yeah, I, I could swear that I worked with Doug you, as a director. Ah, you may well have done rehearsals for the movie.
0: Oh, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know if you've ever talked to anybody about the movie saga, but that's that was awful. I think, that, yeah, there's a lot of stories to come out about that, I think.
1: Mm. Doug spent a long time trying to get that off the ground.
0: Oh, really? And, I mean, it was really well well into the process of getting off the ground. And we had scripts, and the scripts were so funny and really, really so different from the TV thing. And uh, the putative location was the, um, Australian Gold Coast. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it just looked like such a dream job and then it all collapsed. (laughs) (laughs) And then
1: collapsed again and then collapsed again. Yeah, that's
0: right. It kept coming back and going away and coming back. But I still, in my heart of hearts, think that they are stupid not to make a movie with us all older. And, and that that was a, an element, I think, of the, the movie that we did, but uh, I think that now that we are much older, mm. it can be that much funnier.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't, you can't really pretend that, that Craig's in his 20s anymore. No, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah. cool. So, it, yeah, it just needs it just needs to be shifted along and, and to, to write different jokes around it with a different
0: dynamic. Yeah, exactly.
1: But... Um, but anyway, Doug, as a director, is he, is he good to work with as an actor? Or? No,
0: no, 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 no. He's so bossy. He wants you to do the words that he wrote, not the words that you want to say. Even if they mention my own name. And, and actually, at one point, I actually did a speech. where I gave my name and my agent's name and number. Available
1: for weddings, bar (laughs) mitzvahs.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's right. And he just insists on the story (laughs) buying. The narrative. Um, Well, we were very lucky having Ed buy for a lot of uh, what I did. And uh, Ed's a great director. But Doug was always hovering and adding things all the time. And so... Mm -hmm. He uh, he kind of well he did co-direct it too didn't he he, he co-directed uh, series eight that's it that's why it's because he would give me notes and stuff right bastard
1: I don't think he was officially uh, you know credited as that no maybe not but I think, the scenes yeah
0: I, but I think you know like he and Ed worked together really well yeah <clears throat> and they had the same sense of humor and we all had the same sense of humor so that. That all worked really well. Now, he's a really, really good director. And he knows how to get performances out of people. He gives you notes that don't cripple you just before uh, a take, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Just because some directors will come up and go, not just do it like you did in rehearsal. That's what we want. Do it. And you go, but we rehearsed this three different ways two days ago. And he's not like that. He's really good. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it, was it just kind of like old times then, when you were, when yeah, you were, like, absolutely. a different location, it was in Pinewood
0: this That's time. That's right, yeah. No, it was just, it, it always is. I mean, you know, it's always nice to see them at, uh, Dimension Jump. Want me to plug that? Well, do no, not? We don't. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best convention, sci-fi convention in the country, if not the world. I'll pay you later. <laughs> 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 that's what these brownie bits here. Are. <laughs> <laughs> they wood cake.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, the the scene that you were in, uh, brief though it was, was memorable. Uh, with you in an escape pod, trying to mm-hmm. trying to escape, is it, it was set in an alternate universe. So I guess that it does it does kind of leave
0: things open for always for Hollister to return at some point. Yeah, always. I mean, that's a great thing with Red Dwarf is that you can come back as a talking. Coffee table, you know what I mean, and it would be totally okay within the the world of red dwarf. Is anything can happen, and that's its strength, really. So yeah, uh, I would love to come back to it full time.
1: So we saw we saw Hollister refusing to, to go down with his ship, trying to trying to make his escape. Is, is I know that, how unlike him. I know. I was going to say that
0: that's pretty consistent <laughs> characterization.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's so sweet. I mean, he really does try to put up a brave front and doesn't want anybody to think badly of him, but he's Captain Hollister. You know? And I'm, I'm going to ask Doug if I do come back, if he can promote me to Vice Admiral Hollister. <laughs> he's got a better ring to it. That would be great, wouldn't it? To have some other fluke happen where all of a sudden Hollister has all the power in the world. <laughs> Well, I was was going to ask, do do you ever imagine what must have happened
1: to Captain Hollister after Series 8? No. No? Cool. Okay, moving on. (laughs) 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 Because, yeah, the the last time we saw him, Red Dwarf was being eaten by a a chameleonic microbe, and then it it was never addressed because then the the show finished for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Right. what, What do you reckon he's up to now? Is he still out there somewhere?
0: Captain Hollister, yeah, he's screwing up some company or mm-hmm. something. I mean, he's one of those people that things happen to. He doesn't ever make anything happen. Things always happen to him, like when he became captain by a mistake and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, So I, I, I would imagine that things are still happening to him. <laughs> yeah. And but, not good things. But we'll never know, unless... We will. Series 13, Series 14. Yeah. If anybody's listening to this uh, podcast, which I doubt is the case, because (laughs) why would you? But um, write. Write in. Say, we want Mac back. You know, that's great. And if you do, just write a letter to Doug and and copy one off to my agent, Roger Carey Management. And, uh, you know, so I'll know who wrote the letters if I get back and you will be rewarded financially. <laughs> yeah, well, you heard the man. That's a cash down guarantee. No? Five quid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as I, as I mentioned, it was it was a long time ago now that you recorded this. It's been it's been in the ether. How, when was it? 2016? 2015? Yeah, early two thousand sixteen. Yeah, this was shot. Yeah. Um. Congratulations for keeping it a secret for this time, because because
0: other returning <laughs> cast members didn't quite manage to keep it a secret. Uh, was that right? <laughs> was it was that difficult? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm good at that. I've had to keep things secret for a long time. I think the first NDA that I signed was for Batman. Yeah. And then it was weird. It was like I was kind of hesitant about talking to my family about it and stuff, you know, because they they were going if anything gets out you will be taken to court. I mean, they weren't fucking around. Um, so I'm used to keeping things secret. Like I just did something for the Beeb, uh, just finished it yesterday, and uh, I'm not supposed to talk about that.
1: Okay, so But it's <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Yeah, you can't. You, anything now has to have that element of surprise to it, mm. I guess. You can't talk to anybody about it. With Shakespeare and Hathaway as well. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, were you being asked at, at convention? You must have been asked the question so many times. Would you come back? Or are you coming back? And you just upset? yeah,
0: always, and I always avoid it. You know, mm-hmm. I would never say, "Yeah, I'm back in the next."
1: So, for all we know, he's already in series thirteen. and It's just not telling us. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, I just I wanted to follow up briefly on something that we talked about in our last interview. Mm-hmm. I asked you uh, which was best Britain or America and you at the time were adamant that America was the best. Uh since that's happened was I drunk? <laughs> quite possibly it was it was you know it was past 11 in the morning so no, I was drunk. Yeah. Um if it was past 7 in the morning. <laughs> I mean. But since we last spoke um America has elected Donald Trump as best.
0: Yay Donald Trump yeah man he's going to make America great again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was just wondering if that if that's changed your complexion on the
0: debate at all. Uh, America always stays the same, basically. The people at the top change around, and up until Trump, it was more or less interchangeable people. Even Obama, you could you because people think, oh, he was different and everything. Not really. I mean, he had a hard road to hoe because every time he tried to pass anything, it was yeah. jumped upon by the Senate and the House, but. Uh, you know, so he couldn't really do anything. But they are all kind of the same, made out of the same stuff. And along comes Trump, who is a bona fide crazy person. Mm -hmm. He's not like neurotic or he's not a little bit eccentric. He's mad. And they really need to get him out of there as quickly as they can before he blows the world up. Because somebody called him fat or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's like that. He has an inability to uh, not respond to an insult. He cannot do it. I mean, I, don't, I, I won't go into a big, long thing, but there was a, uh, a, a soldier that was killed, a Green Beret was killed in Niger, and his wife was completely, as you would be, completely destroyed by it. He made a phone call to her, which you know didn't, didn't make her feel better. It made her feel worse. Okay, that's where you drop it. Yeah. That's Or, you you know, if you do anything, you call her up and go, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to make you feel bad. I'm so sorry. No, that, S-O-R-R-Y will never come out of his mouth. And he attacked her. Yeah. And yet, the people who support him still kind of supported him through that. So it's pretty nuts. It's, it's crazy. It's like you so, say, yeah,
1: there, there were, I, I've confirmed, Fail to see how we're going to get rid of him because everything just bounces off him, and it does not seem to affect. And we're currently going through a whole thing at the moment, co- correctly, where people are being called out for sexual assault, sexual harassment. It's becoming a yeah. big thing. People are losing their jobs, and yet before he was even elected, yeah. <laughs> we knew that he. There's no difference. Yeah,
0: they they really they they explain it away, rationalize his behaviour, and that's just him, you know, locker room chat. No, this guy is a perverted, evil, crazy person. And those things kind of run opposite to each other. You can't be evil and crazy at the same time. Because if you're crazy, it's beyond your control. And I have to give him the benefit of the doubt, he's crazy, <laughs> you know? I don't think, I no, he is.
1: And you mentioned earlier you've been watching um, Series 12, obviously the first episode, yeah. Cured. Uh, do you think Trump would be a candidate for that kind of treatment? <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> Let's put him through it and see. Yeah, It's worth a try.
1: That's right. Um, so you mentioned you've recently been working for The Beeb and you might not be able to talk about it, but right. um, what what else have you been up to since we last spoke? Nothing. Oh, cool.
0: Now, I've, I've, uh, oh, I'll tell you what I've been doing, really. most exciting thing I've been doing is writing a screenplay. Oh, With another guy, and we're getting some interest on it. And um, can you tell us what it's about? That would be wonderful. It's it's set in the world of adult films, (laughs) Um, and it's about a young, beginner in the porn industry in the film industry, uh, gets together with a, a woman who now does kind of everything, makeup and costume on on you know economy porn shoots. But she was at one point an actress herself, mm. and so she has an idea to uh, run a charity to raise money. Excuse me, <laughs> sorry, that's <laughs> my cat. The, of the tape. The cat has just <laughs> jumped on the table. Tape. Uh, yeah, she has an idea to start a charity um, to raise money for uh, kids in Africa who are dying of AIDS. It's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a comedy, and. Uh, Eddie, you don't want a donut. Okay, and um, yeah, beyond that, I can't really go into it too much because it would give it all away. But
1: you're playing the, the young upcoming porn star. Right? Oh, I would
0: love to do that, but they won't let me. Is that why you're wearing the mustache at the moment? Uh, no, <laughs> not really. No, it's just something I do, like, I don't know, probably every 10 years. I just decide it's good to have a new look. <laughs> and I override the protests of everybody in my family. <laughs> it makes you look old. No, I mean, you you look. looks suave. let a woman's opinion. It does. It looks great. Yeah, thanks. There you go, you're pulled. Uh, you can put a picture of me. Take a picture today and put it up. Yeah, alongside.
1: Okay. <laughs> let's have a poll <laughs> <laughs> should, should Matt keep the moustache <laughs> retweet for yes <laughs> yeah. um, on that note of us insulting your face uh, Mac McDonald, thank you very much you're very welcome
0: thank you now I have the time of my life no I never felt like this before yes I swear it's a truth, and I owe it all to you. Because I the time of my
1: life, and I owe it all to you.
0: It appears they were testing a cure for evil, sir. Rupert Murdoch, not responding to treatment. Selfie. I can't jam with you, okay?
1: It's because I'm Hitler, isn't it? I mean, having to put a whole load of ramps all over Red Dwarf, what a giant <laughs> pain that'll be. And even if it did stand for Adolf, that doesn't necessarily mean
0: that it is mine. Oh, no, that it is mine. How uh, was that for a pokey face, huh? Sorry to disturb your rimmering, sir. Hey, Lezalette. And you will see these brutes for what they really are. People you should despise. We, we don't, don't have funny-shaped heads. Our
1: heads are sensibly shaped.
0: We sold my nice circuit boards and call me Gerald. Let your old lives go, sirs. Join me and become a MILF. You're our signs officer, our cook, my mum, who just happens to do all the smeggy jobs. Just remember...
1: Games weren't competitive at St. Trembles. I am a fruit, a lovely fruit.
0: Let me play the fruit.
1: I love your accent. Are not doing any criticising this evening? We're going to be flattered in your wife's droopy-ass titties. Looks like something from that TV show when circumcisions go wrong. The most important thing was to spit on the wrist. She always told me that... You're what...
0: demoted. What about you? You're having a laugh, my on. No one likes
1: you, especially you're running me.
0: This commercial was approved by Arnold J. Rimmer. A man who wiped out the crew of Red Dwarf and killed himself twice.
1: I personally
0: believe the exact same thing you believe. Would you like some toast? Would you like some toast? Would you like...
1: when you're likely to die. Uh, yes, please, man. Can you see this? I'm really crap at computer games, so you will always beat me. It's a match made in heaven. Who did you share your first kiss with? I'll type this. Uncle Freck. For a limited time only, we're having a sale on fire extinguishers. We'd like to buy a malicious virus that will shut you down and allow us to escape. Need and yes, sir, Just to around. stop singing.
0: Quite bright. I'm making you coffee. shall too short. Can Mr. Lister and Mr. Cat please make their way to the science room? Mr. Peterson, nobody, nobody is dead. Arnold. I tripped into this escape pod. Yo, Craddy, where am I? Dinner eh?
1: i Spotted a faulty drive plate. It was up, up, up the ziggurat, lickety split. I can't live here. <laughs> Ed-bye, everybody. Ed-bye. Ed Ed bye. Thank you for listening to GNT Dwarfcast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our Dwarfcast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye.
0: Mac. Yo. The
1: last time we met... Uh, which was in about March 2016, Uh, I asked you if you'd ever consider coming back to Red Dwarf, if you were asked. That's right. Um, Then the doorbell went (laughs) (laughs) You keep recording,
0: and you can get this doorbell.